This is J.J. Arcega, White Side of the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you for listening to Fantasy Fuel with another J.J., John, Eddie Jr., and Tom Tuttle. What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We got a double intro today, one from our new friend <laughs> JJ Arcega Whiteside and yep. our normal intro. I am John Eddie Jr. and with me as always is Mr. Tom Tuttle. How are you doing today, Tom? Doing good. Getting ready. Let's do this. I'm All right. Well, we have to start off with some sad news, unfortunately, because Yeah, that's really sad. Green Bay Packer legend Bart Starr has passed away at the age of 85. And, of course, yep. in our neck of the woods, we feel it a little bit more because he, yeah. was, he was a legend not only in the NFL but in the state of Wisconsin. He was just such an inspiration for many Green Bay Packer players and quarterbacks over the ages. This state is very, very lucky to have the type of players at quarterback yeah. that we have over the years. And he was just an overall really good person as well. He did a lot of things for the community and for the state. And, I mean, it wasn't a shock to hear that he had passed away because it was, it's been kind of progressively getting worse and worse throughout the years. But it's definitely a a time for a lot of Packer fans and even just regular NFL fans to mourn the loss of a legend. Uh, two Super Bowls, first two yep. uh, in Bart Starr. Yep, I read a little uh, thing earlier today before we started recording where a guy it was in Texas somewhere. Uh, he actually promoted Bart Starr's book when it came out many, many years ago. And a couple yeah. of years went by after Bart did that book, and he came across the business card of the place that he did in Texas. And he wrote the guy a letter just to say thank you again, and the experience was awesome, and you had yeah, a, it's awesome a very unique, welcoming, you know, presence and all that. And I was like, so that is the kind of guy Bart Starr was on yes. and off the field. So, yep. we uh, rest in peace, Bart Starr. You know, thoughts and prayers to family and everybody. He yep. will definitely never be forgotten. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right, move on to some real NFL news that we hinted at. <laughs> A week or so ago, uh, sources tell Yahoo Sports the video of Cowboys Ezekiel Elliott bumping a security guard will likely be reviewed by Commissioner Roger Goodell. Mm -hmm. The precedent was Elliott's 2017 St. Patrick's Day incident when he uh, there was a conduct violation despite no complaint being filed. So even though nobody pressed charges, they're looking at him under a microscope. Yeah, because Elliott's been suspended before, it might be a little different. I don't know. I still don't think he gets suspended for it. But if he does, what's well, going to drop his value? <laughs> and our rankings are going to probably get shifted around. But we'll see. We have to wait and see what happens. But Goodell, I think, is definitely trying to make a little more of a statement these days. So we'll see what happens. And today's topic is the top 12 
running backs right. that we yeah. have ranked. Um, the top 24 will be on our website after this show is done, but I'm sure we will probably mention this again before the day is done. Yeah, um, no doubt. An interesting uh, stat here. Russell Wilson's new contract marks the first time in NFL history that a player's average annual value is, is $35 million right now. It has exceeded the value of the league's first salary cap in 1994. That yep. salary cap was $34.6 million. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, <laughs> most of us remember 1994. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but it kind of was. And it's just like, wow, he's already exceeded it for the, uh, th- that's the salary cap. Yes, that was everything. <laughs> you couldn't pay anybody more than a few million dollars. Otherwise, you'd right. be cap strapped. And here we are, 24, 25 ish years later. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. And yeah, here yep. we are, $35 million a year for the top paid player for yep. right now, because it's, it's only going to get worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we hinted about it last week, too. Nick Bosa left practice. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he has a grade one hamstring strain and will not practice the next few weeks. So, definitely something to keep your eye on, anybody yep. out there in an IDP league. Because you know he was going to be one of the first IDP players off the board, if not the first. And now you might have to rethink your strategy a little bit. Yeah, uh, I would just, I wouldn't panic too much yet. It still sounds like, okay, well, hamstring issue. Again, like I said, hamstrings are horrible. It, it, it We talked about it last week. We're talking about it again this week. <laughs> I just hope we stop talking about it because otherwise it's if we keep continuing talking about this guy and hamstring it, do not risk it because it's not going to end up well for you this year if you're going to do that in IDP leagues. If anybody has learned anything over the past few years, if you have a hamstring injury, sit down and don't do anything for a few weeks because there is <laughs> nothing that is going to help you more than just plain rest. So yeah. stop. Do nothing, play some video games, whatever. <laughs> Do nothing with that leg, and you'll be fine in a little while. Like, yeah. MJ, it's like, so totally the cringeworthy player of, like, the week. <gasps> wow. And this one's... <laughs> yeah, this one hits home, and I wish I could 100% agree, but I can't, and that's what makes this a little cringeworthy. Donovan McNabb's running his mouth again, and yeah. this time he's saying to everybody, I'm a Hall of Famer, which is already debatable, mm, Yeah, but he's saying he's a Hall of Famer because he has better numbers than Troy Aikman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do have better numbers than Troy Aikman, McNabb, but that's not the point. The point is, I, I, I don't disagree that you could be a Hall of Famer. That's fine. The problem is, is Troy Aikman has Super Bowl rings, and I'm sorry, but you don't. I, and I know sometimes that's not dictated on how good of a quarterback you've been and all that. But yeah, when you do something, when you say something like this, it just makes you just look bad. And I don't like it. I think it's definitely cringeworthy. Whether or not he's right, and he's saying I got better numbers, put me in the Hall of Fame or not, whatever, it's just not a good look. <laughs> 
No, he has done absolutely nothing for his image in the eyes of right. Eagles fans and NFL fans alike. Over the past few years, he just says some things probably mm-hmm. to get people like you and I talking about him just so his name <laughs> yeah. stays in the news. I don't know if yeah. that's what he's doing, but yeah, I can't argue too much with if I were to start a team and they were both rookies, I'd probably want McNabb's skill set over Troy Aikman's, but you can't deny that Troy Aikman led offenses, didn't make mistakes, and right. got him to the promised land. So That's Donovan, on the football field. Yes. In the booth, completely different. McNabb, <laughs> you're probably way better in the booth. Uh, I don't know about that. He <laughs> he has been on like Fox Sports Okay, Fox yeah. Sports East or whatever it is on the East Coast there, and I couldn't really stand listening <laughs> to him there either. But maybe if he just stuck to reviewing a game and commenting on what's happening instead of yeah. his opinions, might be a different story. So <laughs> let's stay with Dallas for a second. Cole Beasley okay. had an interesting quote. He said, Dallas was never really like a place I really, really wanted to go. I was an undrafted free agent, so we were just looking based on numbers and rosters and everything. I didn't really mm-hmm. care. Yeah. Interesting. He seemed like uh, a really good fit there, but this is saying, you know, well, whatever. Yeah, I think that's kind of how he would think about almost any team. I mean, <laughs> when you're undrafted free agent, it's like, oh, I just want to go somewhere. It does. I don't care where, just get me somewhere. And I don't look too much into this, but... It's interesting. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I just had to have an opposite of what Donovan uh, McNabb was saying there. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, we've got a couple more things left. The Rams have sponsored a service dog. Isn't that mm-hmm. nice? <laughs> what do you yeah. think they named this service dog? Uh, well, I mean, it has to be you know Cooper Pup. Of course, it has to be <laughs> Cooper Pup. That. Of Horse. is amazing we're going to be hearing yeah, awesome. that all year probably especially if cooper <laughs> yeah. cup gets back into the swing of things and gets past his acl injury so <laughs> cooper pup i'm waiting to hear more from you <laughs> okay just a couple of days ago marked the ten thousandth day yeah since the detroit lions last playoff win <laughs> this is just cruelty. Yes, we should is. not Sorry. be doing this to the Lions. It's sad. I mean, think about it. Playoff wins, almost every team can get them here and there. I mean, the Jets were in the playoffs not that long ago, and the Lions were in the playoffs not that long ago either, but they just haven't won one of them. Exactly. It's 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 a strange one. It's no doubt about that. Unfortunately, I don't know that they're going to get a chance to break that streak this year. So, (laughs) they'd have to surprise a lot of people to even make the playoffs this year. And last, before we get to our top 12 running backs, it seems like it's a year too late, but (laughs) (laughs) the Philly special, that awesome play we all remember from Super Bowl 52. Mm-hmm. is finally going to be a part of the Madden video game franchise. I yeah. don't know why it didn't get added last year, you know, after everybody was all up in arms and goo-goo and gaga all over it, but <laughs> it's there finally. I don't know if that's going to make me want to 
buy Madden <laughs> again. I used to play yeah. it all the time, but I really don't have time for that kind of thing anymore. Yeah, yep. I, I love I love playing Madden. Uh, I don't. I haven't done it in a, in a little while, but man, I, playing little Madden tournaments against my friends and all that—that that was so much fun. Oh, yeah. If I would have had the Philly Special, I would have done a lot better. And there's no doubt about that. I'd probably run it every third play or something, <laughs> and I would have to. I would only start off in shotgun formation that's all my playbook would be and every third play would be the philly special hopefully they yeah. have some other ones where you can have you know the quarterback go up and you know try and audible and whatnot i don't know it, it, it could be fun and it could be really annoying if you're playing somebody online against the philly special every other especially play. if it works every time there's been some years where madden just had some quirks and you'd find a certain play it works Almost every time, right. and it can be so frustrating to a defense. So frustrating. And, yeah. And speaking of frustrating, I know you and I both had a little bit of an issue with our top 24 yeah. list of running backs. There was a lot yep. of guys on here that just you wanted to keep pushing down the list, and yeah. you just felt like you couldn't have them as high as you really maybe should. There's a lot of a lot of outside <laughs> interference i guess yeah. is the word that oh I, can I really have them this low right there's guys that i'm high on this year but i don't see any real reason to have them in my top 12 top 24 whatever it is so it's like i i i would wait and take these guys later in drafts but i don't think i can put them up in my top 12 or whatever it is it's just, it's really, it's weird because like yeah, there's guys I just kept pushing down the list, pushing down the list, pushing down the list. And I said, I got to stop. <laughs> these guys got to be on my list. Like these guys are starting running backs. I got to put them on here somewhere. Yep. And that's basically what I ended up doing. <laughs> and just a reminder for everybody, the full lists will be on fantasyfuelpodcast.com. Yeah. The very top of it has our rankings. Just click on that. You will find them all because we will not be doing all 24 on the show today. We'll be doing our top right. 12 and maybe mentioning a couple of other guys here and there. But right. let's get right into it. Our number 12, I'll start because your number 12 is... <laughs> not a number 12 on a normal list right my number 12 is one of my uh dalvin cook mm -hmm. and i just he has the skill set and the opportunity to be an rb1 he just has to stay healthy <laughs> his opportunity <laughs> is all in himself I have, he has to stay healthy and that's entirely what his opportunity is without health he's just not going to be another he's not going to be a top 10 top 12 running back but he's got the skills he's got the talent we just got to see it yeah i i can't push him down any further on my list right. and oh yeah i would i want to take him over a couple of guys on my list but I feel like that would be a disservice to those guys. And <laughs> it's a lot of pressure to have perhaps your number one running back be as injury prone as he has his first couple of years in the league. So I, I love him 
and he can be a running back one. He could be a top five running back if he stays healthy all year. I agree with that. So, I agree because we haven't seen it yet. That's why he's yes. down the list. If we've seen his health for two years straight, playing 16 games or even like 15, 14 games, we would be saying, wow, this guy deserves to be at least close to the top five. But right now, top 12, top 10, acceptable. That's basically where he's at. Yep. Go ahead with yours. <laughs> Mine is probably a good old man crush if you want to pl- plug that in right now. But it's Aaron Jones. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I, I know most people are going to be like, Aaron Jones, you got him in the top 12. Well, a lot of people have him around 19th, 17th. I've seen some that were like 15th, and I was like, oh, wow, okay, they're a little higher on him than I would thought. I'm really high on Aaron Jones. There's a lot of reasons why he's had the best average per tu- per carry last year in the NFL. He's we're going they're going to a completely new head coach who has a completely different philosophy on how he runs things. I know he's got Aaron Rodgers, so they're still going to pass the ball, but they're going to try and be a little more consistent and run that ball a little more. That's how I see it. A lot of people don't see it that way. That's fine. He's just one of these guys that I'm a lot higher on than most people this year, and that's why he's in my top 12. I really believe he'll be a top 12 running back this year. I definitely think it's a possibility. Right. I, yeah, he, like you said, a lot of people have him at 19. I looked at my list. Oh, I guess I, I had him at 19, too. Uh, 19. <laughs> that was not on purpose. I did not copy a list from anybody. Right. That oh, was course, just yeah. where I had him at. I would rather have him than a few guys, especially on my list. I'd rather have him, but that could be because I get to watch the Packers more often than any other team. I get to hear (laughs) about them. I like to root for them, but yeah, he has a lot of question marks, and this is whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to let somebody else call the plays for him because if he's calling the plays – there's going to be a lot of passing the ball. Not saying he can't catch some balls, but he is yeah. hindered by Aaron Rodgers' greatness. I see that. I just, I just think there's completely different system here. I, I'm, it's kind of a roll of dice putting two and two together and sure. saying, okay, well, if this is going to happen, it's going to be big. So that's why he's there, and I really believe that there's a really big possibility that he could be a top twelve running back this year. Uh-huh. Which isn't much of a stretch from where he's. I mean, nineteenth isn't that far down. No, but nope. Yeah. Well, uh, we both agree on number eleven, and that is Nick <laughs> Chubb. And yep. there's not a whole lot to say. You already did a shuffling yeah, deck about yeah. Nick Chubb, and we both agree that he has got again all the opportunity in the world for the first eight weeks of the season, yes. no matter what. And if he's takes that opportunity and runs with it. He shouldn't get pushed to the back just because Kareem Hunt was a talent on another team right. the previous season. Nick Chubb has what it takes. That offense in Cleveland has what it takes. Whether or not they put it all together is another story. And if this, if we were doing the rankings based on eight weeks, I would put him a much, not a lot higher up my list, but he would be a lot closer to top five than he would be to top ten. So... It, that's just for the eight, first eight weeks. Because I don't know what's going to happen when they get Kareem Hunt back. Is Kareem Hunt going to be go right back to where he was when he was on Kansas City? How's it all going to work? 
that's still kind of a question mark. But I believe he's going to be a little closer to a top five running back in the first eight weeks than a lot of people might think. And that could be the perfect place to sell somebody like Nick Chubb, especially if it's just a redraft league. If you don't want to take any chances after week six or so, say, hey, you want a top five running back? I'll take one of your top five wide receivers that I might be lacking on, and hopefully you can laugh all the way to the bank, or you (laughs) might lose on a top five running back for the rest of the season if he is just doing that well. Yeah, you need to do it early enough. It, six Week six seems right. If you do it week eight, they're going to be like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, because they're <laughs> going to start talking the closer it gets to week eight. Right. Oh, Kareem yep. Hunt's coming back. How are they going to integrate him into the offense? And then yep. everybody's like, ah, I don't want to take Nick Chubb anymore. And then maybe he's <laughs> going to be a buy low. I mean, there's every possibility in the possible. book. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to number 10. Mm-hmm. You have number 10 is my number 12, and that is yeah. Delvin Cook. Yeah, like I said, it all it's all about injuries, and if he can stay healthy, he's probably a better better than 10. And that's why I have him at 10 and not 12 or anything lower than that, because he's got the possibility to be huge. And I, we were high on him last year. You were more high on him than I was. Yeah, a little bit. But this, this is the year, again, three strikes you're out or a third time's a charm. <laughs> if yep. he... If he Three strikes you're out, he's going to be way down my list next year. So we'll see. This is it. He's got to prove it this year. All right. My number 10 is Joe Mixon. Again, mm-hmm. this this is one of those guys I've started to talk better about. So yep. everybody out there needs to hold your horses because when I start changing my mind about <laughs> a player and finally giving him some credit, something bad is going to happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I can just go right into my number nine cause Joe Mixon is my yep. number nine, but yeah, he's got, uh, he's got the talent. There's no doubt about it that he is the number one guy on that team. He's going to have every opportunity, every, every three downs, most likely they, yeah, they're going to give it to other guys too here and there, but he's the workhorse for that team. And I would expect because their passing offense isn't superb. Like it could be, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's been there at times and it's been gone at times. That's kind of Andy Dalton in a nutshell, but they need to rely a little more on Mixon, And I believe he's up to the task. So he is definitely a top 10 running back in my eyes for the whole year. Yep. Uh, again, I'll just bookend that with, he's the guy in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, their quarterback is never going to be a superstar. AJ green is a good, decent wide receiver, but it, their defense, if their defense can keep them in games, Joe Mixon will have more value. It's all about how many touches he's going to get this year. So Mm -hmm. we'll leave it at that. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yep. Uh, my number nine is a guy you don't have on your list, which means our eight <laughs> through one are all the same players, just mm-hmm. in a different-ish order. And my yeah. number time, <laughs> my number nine did not make your number or your top twelve. That is right. James Connor, and yep. I am basing this mostly on him going to probably be touching the ball a billion times this season. There's a very good possibility that I ha- I don't have him far off of my top tw- right. 12. He's number- yeah, I got him at 14. I just 
I just don't see much. There's just a, it's a feeling type of thing with him. I just don't have the good, like, all right, I can get him and trust 100% that he can be a top 10 running back this year. I don't have that trust in him. There's just something about it. I can't do it. So I, I, there's one of them guys that kept dropping down the list and I was like, Oh man, I got to put him somewhere. He's still going to get a lot of looks. <laughs> so you have to put him somewhere. So I ended up at, having that 14, which seems about right for me, but top 10 was really stretching it for me this year. I will say that if I'm doing a best ball draft or even a startup draft of some kind, I am glad if I'm later on in the first round, I have a little bit of a sigh of relief when somebody else <laughs> takes James Conner. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I just, I don't want to take him with a first round pick. And exactly. That's I, I just point. can't do it. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. I, I just, every time I see his name, it's like, Oh, I just, it's, there's somebody else I'd rather have in the second round or the third round that I could get somebody else yes. <laughs> to replace the value of Connor and get somebody else that's not that much worse. So that's kind of how I am with him. And that leads us to our top eight. Now you have mm -hmm. David Johnson at number yeah. eight. Yeah, David Johnson last year was a little bit of a disappointment because we had him a lot higher than what he is now on most lists. He's definitely top 10 worthy. I believe he's going to have a little bit of a bounce back year compared to what he had last year, and that could do him well. He could end up squeezing into the top five, but that top five's pretty packed up with some oh, talent. Yes. yes, it is. So it's going to be difficult for him to do that. So that's basically why he's here. I mean, top five's packed with talent. Top, The top nine, the top ten is really, <laughs> it's all packed with a lot of really good possibilities there. Yeah, if you're so, in a 10-team league, it could conceivably be 10 running backs off the board in the first round. <laughs> you could see that. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. My number eight is just, I, I don't even know where to begin. The news has been horrible. And it's another one of those guys that I kind of breathe a sigh of relief when somebody else takes him <laughs> right now. And I am talking about Todd Gurley. Yeah, this is the most volatile running back right now in fantasy football, because whether you're in dynasty or redraft or whatever, his value has plummeted recently. You can still yeah. get good return on him, but it's nowhere near what you would have got before last season started. Here's the thing with him. I kept dropping him down and then I was also thinking to myself, by the, all the news has been so bad this year <laughs> that what if he just completely says, um, you guys are stupid. I'm the number one running back, and he becomes the number one running back again. Because to, there is a possibility of that to me. If he's actually going to be healthy and all this news and his knee is arthritic and all this other stuff, and he's walking with a limp, whatever, you know, all the tabloid-type news yes. on him. <laughs> it's just – there's so much negativity around it to where it's dropping his name further. You could get a pretty decent value if he comes back and comes back strong. I mean, last year he was really good up until the last part of the season. Yes. So, and the last part of the season is not really all that fantasy relevant. 
So if you have them all the way up to week 13, you're sitting pretty good if he continues to do all that the way he did last year. So it's hard for you to drop him, but I still dropped him because the news is just (laughs) – if the news is true, if the news is real, it's going to be really difficult for him to be in the top five. Now, (laughs) the thing with Todd Gurley is, before we move on to my number seven, because he was your Mm -hmm. number seven. Right, yeah. The thing with Todd Gurley is – even if he sees six to eight less touches a game, even mm-hmm. up to 10 less touches a game, he's still probably going to finish an RB1. Right. It might yeah. be number 12. It might be 11. It might be a fringe RB1. But you yeah. can't take him right now. You cannot take him in the top five. Please do don't take him in the top five no, unless no, no, no. you're willing to gamble or you traded other picks to oh, have yeah, multiple yeah, yeah. first rounders, something of that nature. Please don't draft him in the top five. I I can't consent to that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's why I'm saying the value there is better that than it there's a possibility of that value be really, really good because he could end up being that number one guy again. We don't really know what's going on with his knee. It's just all been negative, negative, negative. So if he goes back to being the Todd Gurley that we know and love, then you could have a really good value sitting at number seven or eight. (laughs) So, yeah. If you're sitting at the back end of a 12 person draft at 11 or 12 and he falls to you that far, take him Mm -hmm. that you get him and you get another top tier uh, of wide receiver or another running back. And if he does pan out, you just had the number one pick and the number 13 pick, whatever it may be. Yeah. And then you're yep. sitting really pretty, but right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> it's a tough one. Yeah. I'll move on to my number seven, which is your number six. <laughs> we kind of stepped up a little yeah, bit here back so, and forth a for a step, while. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon. I've got him like right in the middle of that first uh, 12 running backs because mm-hmm. obviously he can do it. He can do right. it all catch run score, all of it. Again, his health is an issue and it's one of those not like, yeah. Oh, he's getting hurt and being out for the year. He's right. got those nagging injuries that can make it super frustrating, yes. but he's still worth it for the most part. He's worth it. And I I like him this year. It's difficult because, like you said, he does have the little, like, okay, he's tweaked something here, he tweaked something here. But it's one. Of, he's one of them guys that kind of, in a way, goes under the radar, and you don't really think about him too much. So if you're th- sitting there thinking, and he falls to you because somebody's not thinking Melvin Gordon, you might have a really good, decent shot at getting somebody who has a lot of value this year because the Chargers – we're a really good fantasy football team last year as far as fantasy Until goals. The playoffs. And they went where well, they went, obviously went to the playoffs. <laughs> if you had him and if you had really anybody that was contributing to that offense, it was a really good year for you. And he's definitely got, he's definitely got the talent. It, it's, it, the problem there is he's got to just, stay on the field as much as possible. And he's going to, my prediction there is he's going to still have the nagging injuries, but he's still going to be very fantasy relevant. And he's, when you have a nagging injury and you stay consistent, 
that's that's something that can be valuable. And then when the nagging injuries don't come, you can be even better than that. So I see a lot of value in him, and that's why I have him at number six. And I think the best thing, at least for as far as the Chargers are concerned, is Austin Eckler has done a decent job when he's been on the field. So that yep. gives Melvin Gordon some time to rest, and yeah. they don't have to force Eckler onto the field because Gordon have his injury. He mm-hmm. has his own value as well, and maybe that keeps Gordon healthy this year, and maybe we see even a little bump in production, and we see that's very possible. We yes, see a top no five Melvin Gordon this year, maybe. We'll see. I'm not going there. <laughs> no, not yet. Not <laughs> but, yet. But the possibility is definitely there. Okay, my number six, again, is your number five. <laughs> and this is your new toy in New York, Le'Veon yeah. Bell. I, there's mm-hmm. so many people that are shying away from him, but I have liked what I've seen in the offseason from him yeah. so far. And you got to be stupid not to give Le'Veon Bell touch after touch after touch, pass, right. catch, whatever, he can do it all, and the Jets would be stupid not to use him. Yes, and you have to be a little – I'm not going to say stupid because fantasy football <laughs> people aren't stupid. But you have to be somewhat of just kind of out of your mind a little bit to think that he's not going to be used by the Jets all the time. I know that Adam Gase said something like, well, I didn't really want him. But, okay, but now he's got him. He's going to use him. Yeah. He didn't want him because of the money. That's completely different than saying I don't want his talent. His talent is amazing. He has been one of the best, if not the best, in the last so many years. And obviously not last year. We don't have to go there. But he has been amazing when it comes to fantasy football. And this, and to think that the Jets aren't going to use him isn't insane. And a lot of people say, well, they're going to use him so much that they're going to key on him. Well, they have some other weapons other than bell i mean these guys aren't like superstars or anything like that but they're still talented wide receivers and to there's debate on whether or not the other running backs with mcguire or cannon or montgomery are even all that great but bell's going to take almost all of that workload and it's going to be fun to watch for me as a jets fan i can't wait and that's probably why i'm in the top five i think it's a little bit of a homery thing, but you're not that far off either. Most people aren't too far off with that, but he's definitely, to me, a top five running back. And if I have my chance, he's going to be in my lineup. Uh, yeah, I believe I've taken him in a couple of best ball drafts recently. So yes. I have no issues with Le'Veon Bell. Last year was a whole nother story. We Somebody took him pretty early and never got to use him but uh this year it does not seem like there's going to be an issue and again it doesn't look like his off-season workouts have been an issue he he's he's on the ball he's ready to go and if he can be 75 percent of the Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh that still could be a top five running back yes um don't doubt I mean (laughs) Le'Veon Bell when he was on the Steelers was just insane like you have to think, well, why would you not take him in the top five if he's going to even get anywhere close to that production? Because if he gets there, it's completely worth it. All right. My number five, we've actually passed on your side because <laughs> I'm always higher on him than most people. Uh, yeah. David Johnson. 
Yeah. I think with this new offense, he could catch a lot of balls. I've said this before. Cliff Kingsbury loves throwing to his running back. Yeah. And David Johnson loves catching the ball. So this could be this could be the next Arizona Cardinal that catches a hundred balls. Uh Larry Centers did it all those years ago. Maybe David Johnson's gonna do it again. He wants to get a thousand and a thousand, you know, rushing and receiving. It's possible. Is it not? <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if something like that happened. Let's just put it that way. I don't think it's feasible, but I think it's possible. Okay. All right. I'm I'm higher on David Johnson than you again yeah, this year, no, but that that's okay. Not a problem with that. People are higher on people. And that's how that's how rankings work a lot of times. I mean, heck, I got Aaron Jones that's sitting at twelve and most people don't have him anywhere close to that. So All right. Our top four was not quite the same. We flip flopped these guys too. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my number four, I have Zeke, and yeah. I just think the three guys ahead of him are going to be even more of a focal point of their offenses this year than Zeke has. And the Cowboys, they've gotten, they've tried to go and get more of a passing attack for Dak Prescott. Whether that means Dak Prescott can use them effectively is another story. And, of course, I hate the Cowboys, so I don't want him in the top three. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> there's, yeah. Well, there's a possibility that if – I don't know how much you want to read into the whole Zeke news and all this stuff. And of course. He's getting looked at by the commissioner of the National Football League. But if any of that happens, he's going to drop way down the list anyway. Yes. But um, I, I – I like him a lot this year. Uh, I like I didn't like him that much last year. He proved me wrong to a certain extent, but I still was right on other aspects of it. Yes, and so were you, uh, for that matter. But uh, my number four is Kamara, and that's who you got at number three, I believe. Yep. Correct. I'm not looking right at your list yep. right now, but um, yeah, I I think Kamara is there's different. There's definitely a possibility of a flip flop there. Um, with him and Zeke, but I think Kamara doesn't really stick, take a step back. I think he's going to be about the same. I'm kind of thinking that there might be some more different types of passing, different types of other things that the saints are going to look at this year, kind of change it up. There's nothing huge. I think the production stays about the same with Kamara and it, you'd be foolish not to have him in your top five. So you have to have him there. Uh, I, I like him a lot. He's just not my 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 guy that I want in every single one of my drafts. Yep. And that means you have Zeke at number three, and I had Kamara yeah. at number three. And uh, the Saints did just sign Buck Allen. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. maybe that's going to take some of those passing opportunities away. I doubt it. There's no way yeah, they're dumb a- enough to have Buck Allen on the field unless they absolutely have to or Kamara yeah, yeah. is you know winded on the sideline. But I, I think Kamara scores more touchdowns this year. And okay. I think that's why he is more valuable than Zeke as well sure. for me. Uh, Lat Murray, he, he's more of a goal line back, but... That doesn't necessarily mean the Saints are going to be up to the goal line to give Murray all those opportunities. I think there's going to be a lot of big plays this year from the Saints. 
Sure. That's yeah. kind of just one of, of my course. feelings, but that's why I have Kamara ahead of Zeke is Kamara's going to score more touchdowns than he did last year. Maybe not by a lot, yeah. but I think it's going to be a little more. Yeah, like I said, I think it's going to be about the same as far as production goes. So you want to put him at three, you want to put him at four. <laughs> Whatever. It really doesn't make much of a difference, yeah. If you have the third pick in your fantasy draft and it comes to you, it's basically who do I like better? Because yeah. they're both yep. going to be in that top four by the end of the year. So mm-hmm. just take the guy you like. So, you know, in my case, I'd rather root for Alvin Kamara than Ezekiel Elliott. So I'm going to that take is Kamara. True. I, I'll <laughs> say that as well. But when it comes to fantasy football, I, I have to go with what I feel like <laughs> and think is the right answer. And I, if I had the third pick and the other two guys ahead of them that I have, are gone, I would go with Zeke over Kamara. But that's just, for right now, who knows what's going to happen. Yep. But moving on to number two. I'm going to do my number two and my number one, and then you're going to do both of yours. Because I think this is not a consensus pick, (laughs) but we all know why. Anyway, my number two (laughs) is Christian McCaffrey, and my number one is Saquon Barkley. Honestly, They could end up with about the same exact stats this year. They're used very similarly. Christian McCaffrey last year was on the field for like 97% of the snaps. So Mm -hmm. anybody out there that uh, thought he wasn't a bell cow, well, he was last year, and he should be again this year. There is nobody challenging for that role, and he's going to get a lot of looks because he is the best option they have on that offense, (laughs) just like Saquon Barkley. So, I mean, if you really are somebody that just loves Christian McCaffrey and you (laughs) wanted to take him at number one, I wouldn't give you crap for it. So... Who do you have yep. at number two and number one, Tom? Number well, number two. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Barkley, shocker. Mm. And number one is Christian McCaffrey. Well, listen, they are interchangeable for the most part. At Barkley, if you're in standard league, it's not even a question. It's Barkley, hands down. But it's I, we hardly ever talk standard on this show because right. we just love the way PPR and half PPR works. Christian McCaffrey, when it comes to PPR, is just a mega beast. And I, I I said it last year. I said he'd be in the top five last year. I didn't expect him to be the best <laughs> PPR running back, but he was. And I'm not backing down until he doesn't do it again. <laughs> he is my top guy. I didn't pick him last year when I had the opportunity at the number one pick, and that bit me in the butt. That's not going to happen again. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, this year, if you end up with the number one pick in our listener league, you, we all know oh, who boy. you're going to take. So, no you surprises. Just there. Don't even try. Don't <laughs> even try to plan. Oh, well, he, if he takes Barkley, I could get. Nope. 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 nope, nope. Not happening. Not going to happen. Nope. And if I get number one pick, oh man, and you were number two, I don't know what I would do. They, well, there's no chance that we could have it that way. Even if it was randomized and you had one and I had two, they'd be like, no, 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 that's rigged. There's no way they did that on randomized. So. All right. All right. Well, that, <laughs> that wraps up our top 12. Now, I believe right. we both have a little bit of an ESP, but they're outside of our top mm-hmm. 12. Is that true with yours as well? 
That is true. All Very right. True, well, then let's get right into it. ESP early season predictions. Well, my ESP is going to the AFC, going to the Kansas City Chiefs, looking at Damian Williams. I put him in my top 24. I actually have him at 17, and you guys can all check this out on our our website, fantasyfuelpodcast.com. But Damian Williams, to me, is one of these guys I just don't have that feeling. And I kept moving him down the list, moving him down the list, and I just said, man, I just don't like it. Somebody I do like on this Kansas City team is Carlos Hyde. I don't like him more than Damian Williams, but I do like him more than most people. And so my ESP isn't really much of a prediction. I guess it kind of is in a a sense, but I'm going to say that Damian Williams and Carlos Hyde are going to be a lot closer of a value than most people think. And I just don't have a good feeling about Damian Williams this year. He's going to have value but just not the value a lot of people are thinking. Well, I got him at 17 too. I mm-hmm. kept sliding him just like you did. And I was like, well, if they mm-hmm. use him like they did, he could be yeah. a top 12 running back. But again, Andy Reed knows how to use his young running backs and he knows how to use running backs effectively. So if yep. Damian Williams slides at all or stops being decent in pass protection or something, there's going to be another running back on the field and I could conceivably see Damian Williams dropping completely out of the RB two category at the end of the year. There's that. That's, that's the whole feeling right there, man. You, you hit the ESP on the head. It's <laughs> just, there's just not that there's guys on my top 24 that I can sit here and say, well, I got a pretty decent feeling that he's still going to be consistent. And then there's guys on here that I'm just like, Oh, uh, uh. And he's one of these guys, I just, it's just, he's probably the one guy on my list that's just not a good feeling. And I hate doing ESPs <laughs> on bad feelings, but I'll just kind of twist it and make it a good feeling about uh, Carlos Hyde. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good enough. Well, my ESP is kind of a homer pick, but <laughs> I think it is conceivable that Jordan Howard, who I have at number 24, that is not mm-hmm. a consensus pick. There are not many people saying he's going to be an RB2. Yeah. But I think he could be even higher than that this year. Oof. That doesn't mean we're going to bring him back, and that doesn't mean that Miles Sanders is never going to get his chance. Mm-hmm. But I think this season, Jordan Howard is going to score a bunch of touchdowns, and that's going to put him well into the RB2 category. And... Because Miles Sanders obviously doesn't know the offense yet. And the rest of our running backs just had a good game here or there. And Jordan Howard has always been able to sniff his way into the end zone. He has little shifty moves when he gets down by the goal line. And I'm not talking about inside the five. I'm talking about inside, like, the 15. He Mm -hmm. sniffs that goal line out. And I think he's going to get enough touchdowns this year that he's going to have to be in your lineup. If you have him, whether it be a flex or an RB two, he's going to have to be in your lineup this year. 
So your ESP is he's going to be a RB2 at least this uh, year? At the very least, he is going to be. Okay. He's cracking my top 24 based yeah. on that, but I think it could be even higher, you know, like top 16-ish, somewhere right, right in there. He, he's You can't ignore him this year. That is my ESP. I, you are not going to be able to ignore Jordan Howard. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think that's a possibility. There's a lot of guys on these on this top 24 that can be interchangeable. He's probably not too far off my top. I haven't really thought of it. I, I don't think he's top 24 much for me. But, <laughs> hey, if you got this feeling, our feelings have been right. That's right. For the most part. So you got to go with it. All right. Well, there you go. That wraps it up. Mm-hmm. Our top 24-ish, which you can again find on fantasyfuelpodcast.com. <laughs> and another place that you need to visit is pollsports.com. Oh, it's yes, coming. Yes. It's been here. I go on there every day. Anybody that has been in like the beta phase of it, I have mm-hmm. voted on all your polls. I know you haven't seen <laughs> which way I voted, but I have voted on every single poll that has been out there. If you put up one that you you know really actually needed some help with or not, I I voted on all of them. But this is this is the awesome part about it. It's going to be real time when it goes live. As soon as you need some advice, whether it be our uh, expert advice, uh, whatever yeah. that means to you, or <laughs> just the advice of the masses, it will come to you in real time. Who do I start? Who do I draft? It's it's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. I know Tom and I are both excited about it. Yes. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait for the season to start. I can't wait for all these things to come through. You see all these polls and everything. And it, right now, if you're still if you're in the beta and you're trying it out and all that, go ahead. And if you want to, just say, hey, Fantasy Fuel, I need some help with this. And then post your question. Like maybe I don't know how it's, how you can do that or not, but – if you have a comment, you can put a thing in the bottom and, and ask that, and we can ask you, or not ask you, we can tell you what we think. We're on there all the time. We are voting on most of these polls. I'm not on there probably as much as you, <laughs> but it, it, I'm, I'm looking at it all the time because it's just a great thing to have, and I can't wait for the regular season to start. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, after we do our... Uh, the rest of our rankings for wide receivers and quarterbacks, which uh, next week we are going to do wide receivers. So again, we'll do our top 24 list and we'll talk about our top 12. But after those rankings listed on, we'll probably end up doing a show dedicated to a lot of the polls that are on yeah, poll sure. sports. So you can yep. really see and get a feel for what kind of information you're getting uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to be awesome. I'll leave it at that. I do it every week. <laughs> I know. Uh, every other way you can find us, you know, if you're on YouTube, please go ahead, subscribe, and hit that bell so you can yep. tell when we get our new op- episodes up and when Tom does his uh, shuffling the deck episodes and when I finally get another opportunity i will do a couple of idps and throw them up there maybe i'll do three or four in a row and uh give everybody a a bunch of information to work with but yes i i haven't forgot about it i will still be doing some idp stuff 
Uh, you can find us. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Too. At uh, Fantasy Fuel on Twitter, you can see us. We do still peruse and comment and vote on polls in Fantasy Football. Start them or sit them on Facebook along with our own yep. Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. Any last thoughts? Nothing from you? Not today. Okay, Not today. all right. No. Nope. Then with all that being said... <laughs> Please don't forget, stay fueled up this offseason.